Welcome to Zichud Av Simani Mem Rabbi Avram Goldar, and today we're with Seches Psachim Daf Mem Ches. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, on Daf Mem Vav Amem Beis, the Machlok is being Rabbah and Rav Chista, whether one who bakes on Yantiv or Chol is Chay Malkas, was based on Hoyl. Rabbah holds that he's not Chayv since visitors might arrive that he consider the food to on Yantiv, whereas Rav Chista holds that he's Chayv since he doesn't hold of Hoyl. So on this Daf, Rami Bar Chama said that this Machlok is the same as the one between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua in the Mishnah regarding separating Chala from Tamido and Pesach. Rabbi Yezer holds like Rabbah that we apply oil, and he may therefore bake the loaves since he could separate Chal from each loaf separately. Rabbi Yeshua holds like Rav Chista that we do not apply oil, and therefore he forbids the baking of all the loaves on Yantav. So Rav Papa said that perhaps Rabbi Yezer applies oil only in the Mishnah's case, because at the time that the loaves are put into the oven, each and every one is fit for the baker himself. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yezer may not hold up oil, but is permitting it because at the time of baking, we do not know which loaf will become challah. He may, however, forbid it in the case of baking on yantav v'chol, since it's not fit for himself since he finishes yantav meals, and he doesn't apply oil since he has not invited guests and has no reason to anticipate their arrival. The Gemara continues with showing that Rabbi Yeshua doesn't necessarily agree with Rav Chista. Point number two, Rav Yosef said that women in his area would customarily bake no more than a kapizo, which is three quarters of a kav at one time, even though Rav permitted baking as much as one and a quarter kabim. They were strict on themselves to reduce the risk of chimuts. Abai said that this chimur results in a kula, in that they will be putter from hafrashas chawa, from separating chawa. And Rav Yosef responded that these women act according to the sheet for Beliezer, who says, When one removes baked loaves from an oven and puts them in a basket, the basket combines them in regard to chawa. The Gemara brings a related price that states, in addition to Rav Yezer's opinion, Rav Yeshua says, The oven combines them, even if they're not then put in a basket. And Rabban Shimon Megamliel says, Babylonian loaves, which bite one another, which means that they stick to each other so when they're pulled apart, a piece of one remains to the other, that they combine. And point number three, the second mission in the Duff states, Seir Yisarif Pater Seir, which Rashi says is incompletely leavened dough, must be burned, but one who eats it is Pater from Karis or Malkus. Sidak Yisarif V'Ochel Chayv Karis, Sidak which is dough that is past the seer stage and has cracks in it as a result of chimutz, must be burned, and one who eats it is chayv karas. Rav Yudah says seer is kakarne chogavim, dough that has developed cracks like the antennae of locusts, and siduk is where the cracks interlace with one another. The chamu hold that any dough with cracks is siduk, and seer is koshik sifu ka'adam sa'arosav, any dough whose surface has turned pale like the face of a person whose hair stands on end because of fright. So once again, the three points are, number one, on Daf Mem Vav Amen the Machlokas being Rabbah and Rav Chista, whether one who bakes on Yantiv or Chol is Chayv Malkas, was based on Hoyl. Rabbah holds that he's not Chayv since visitors might arrive that he consider the food to on Yantiv, whereas Rav Chista holds that he's Chayv since he doesn't hold of Hoyl. So on this Daf, Rami Bar Chama said that this Machlokas is the same as the one between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua in the Mishnah regarding separating Chala from Tamido and Pesach. Rabbi Yezer holds like Rabbah that we apply Hoyl. And he may therefore bake the loaves, since he could separate chal from each loaf separately. Rabbi Yeshua holds a Rav Chista that we do not apply oil, and therefore he forbids the baking of all the loaves on Yantav. So Rav Papa said that perhaps Rabbi Yezer applies oil only in the Mishnah's case, because at the time that the loaves are put into the oven, each and every one is fit for the baker himself. Rashi explains that Rabbi Yezer may not hold up oil, but is permitting it, because at the time of baking, we do not know which loaf will become challah. He may, however, forbid it in the case of baking on Yantav or chol, since it's not fit for himself since he finishes Yantav meals, and he doesn't apply oil since he has not invited guests, and has no reason to anticipate their arrival. The Gemara continues with showing that Rabbi Yeshua 
doesn't necessarily agree with Rav Chista. Point number two, Rav Yosef said that women in his area would customarily bake no more than a kapizo, which is three quarters of a kav at one time. Even though Rav permitted baking as much as one and a quarter kabim, they were strict on themselves to reduce the risk of chimuts. Abai said that this chimur results in a kua, in that they will be pater from hafrashas chawa, from separating chawa. And Rav Yosef responded that these women act according to the sheet for Beliezer, who says, When one removes baked loaves from an oven and puts them in a basket, the basket combines them in regard to chawa. The Gemara brings a related price that states, in addition to Rabbi Ezra's opinion, Rabbi Yeshua says, the oven combines them, even if they're not then put in a basket. And Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, Babylonian loaves, which bite one another, which means that they stick to each other, so when they're pulled apart, a piece of one remains to the other, that they combine. And point number three, the second mission in the Duff states, Seer Yisarif Pater Seer, which Rashi says is incompletely leavened dough, must be burned, but one who eats it is Pater from Karis or Malkus. Sidak Yisarif Va'ochel Chayv Karis. Sidak, which is dough that is past the Seer stage and has cracks in it as a result of Chimutz, must be burned, and one who eats it is Chayv Karis. Rav Yudah says Seer is Kakarne Chogavim, dough that has developed cracks like the antennae of locusts, and Siduk is where the cracks interlace with one another. The Chamu hold that any dough with cracks is Siduk. And Sira is, Koshik Sifu Ka'adam Sha'amdus Arasav, any dough whose surface has turned pale like the face of a person whose hair stands on end because of fright. All right, so now we go to our simon for Daf Memches, and our standard simon is Brainiacs. Brainiacs from Moach, brain. So here goes. While some Brainiacs were busy calculating the statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive, to eat their loaves of bread combined in a basket for Arfasha's challah, others observed dough on a table and carefully mapped out the various crack formations. Once again, it's commotion. While some brainiacs, brainiacs, that must be more enough, memches. While some brainiacs were busy calculating the statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive, which reminds us, the Rebbe who permits baking the loaves of tamay dough on Pesach before being mafish challah doesn't necessarily hold of hoyo, like Rabba who holds that one is not high for baking on yanta for chol because guests might arrive. Rapapa explains that in Rebbe Lezer's case, at the time of baking the loaves, each one is fit to be eaten by the baker himself. However, he might forbid baking on yanta for a weekday use, since it's not fit for himself since he's already finished his yanta meals, and he doesn't apply hoyo since he has not invited guests and has no reason to anticipate their arrival. So, while some brainiacs were busy calculating that statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive, to eat their loaves of bread combined in a basket for our fashas challah, which reminds us, Rabbi Ezra says, When one removes baked loaves from an oven and puts them in a basket, the basket combines them in regard to challah. Rabbi Yeshua says, The oven combines them even if they're not then put in a basket. And Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel says, Babylonian loaves which bite one another, which means that they stick to each other, so when pulled apart, a piece of one remains to the other, that they combine. So while some brainiacs were busy calculating the statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive to eat their loaves of bread combined in a basket for Harfasha's challah, others observed dough on a table and carefully mapped out the various crack formations, which reminds us, seer, which Rashi says is complete leavened dough, must be burned, but one who eats it is putzer from Kars and Malkus. Siduk, which is dough that is past the seer stage and has cracks in it as a result of chimas, must be burned, and one who eats it is chayv karas. Rebuda says seer is dough that has developed cracks like karnech hagavim, like the antennae of locusts, and siduk is where the cracks interlace with one another. The chami hold that any dough with cracks is siduk, and seer is any dough whose surface is turned pale 
like the face of a person whose hair stands on end because of fright. So once again, while some brainiacs were busy calculating the statistical probability that uninvited guests would arrive, to eat the loaves of bread combined in a basket for Hafasha's challah, others observed dough on a table and carefully mapped out the various crack formations. All right, so now it's time to go to our four block back Chazorah. Daf Memdalad. So the similar Daf Memdalad is mud. So here goes. The Nazu dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud. Mud. That must be more Daf Memdalad. The Nazu dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which reminds us, Rabbi Abba said in the Rabbi Yochanan, in the case of all forbidden substances, mention in the Torah a permitted substance does not combine with a forbidden substance to make up the minimum shear to be high for, except for Isuri Nazir, because the Torah says the word Mishra. So Rashi explained that this word teaches that a Nazir is prohibited for eating bread that has been soaked in wine. Now, since it's obvious that if the bread contained a full kazais of wine, the bread would be forbidden, then it must be the Torah is referring to a case where the bread contains less than a kazais of wine. And the kazai shir to be was only attained by combining the forbidden wine and permitted bread. So the Nazir who dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, which reminds us the more questions using the word Mishras to teach Hetamitsarpal Israel for a Nazir, based on a Bryce that teaches Mishras, Liten Tamke Iker, the word Mishras comes to make flavor equivalent to substance. That if a Nazir soaked grapes in water, and the water subsequently has the flavor of wine, the Nazar is high for drinking this water. And from here we can extrapolate to all prohibitions in the Torah. And the Quran answers that the Bryce reflects the view of the Rabbanan. But Yochan goes according to Akiva, who disagreed with the Rabbanan, and uses Mishras to teach Hetem Mitzvah for the Nazar. So the Nazar dropped his grape-soaked piece of bread in the mud, which gave it a muddy taste, tossed it into Nachri's pot, which completely changed the flavor. Which reminds that the Gemara initially suggested the Rabbi Kiva's source for Tamkikir was from Basubachal, meat and milk, but the Torah prohibits the mere flavor of milk that is absorbed in the meat, but then rejects this because Basubachal has an anomaly in that if one soaks meat and milk even for an entire day, it's permitted, but if one cooks it in the milk, it's prohibited, so you can't apply it to other Yisurim. Instead, the Gemara says Rabbi Kiva learns Tamkikir from Gulay Nachrim, purging the Kilim of Nachrim in that the emissions impart mere flavor and are forbidden. So too, with regard to other forbidden foods, flavor is forbidden, just like the substance. Daf Mem Hay. So the simmer Daf Mem Hay is Monopoly. Monopoly. So here goes. The Daf Yomi Monopoly game. Monopoly? That must be on Daf Mem Hay. Monopoly. The Daf Yomi Monopoly game required the player with another piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places, which reminds us, Rav Khanna told Rav Hashi that we learn from the Pasuk and the Parsha of Nazar that prohibits eating anything made of the grapevine from the seeds of the skins, that that forbidden food combines with the forbidden food even when they're consumed one after the other. Whereas the forbidden and permitted foods combine only when they're eaten simultaneously. So the Dalfiomi Monopoly game required the player with the Nuzzer piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places, while the player with the bagel piece raced to get enough dough to fill in the crack on the kneading bowl, which reminds us that the next mission states, Batsak Reva, leaven dough that's lodged in the cracks of an eating bowl. If there's a kazais of dough in one place, Chayv Levar, one must dispose of it. And if there's not, Batami Luto, it's null due to its smallness. And the Gemara brings two versions of what Rabbi Yehuda said in Mishmur regarding where the crack in the bowl was, whether it was in the upper part where it's not made to hold water, or at the base where it is, and the implications of the lacha for each version. So the Dafyomi Monopoly game required the player with a Nuzzer piece to avoid landing on the grape skins and seed places while the player with the bagel piece raced to get enough dough to fill in the crack on the kneading bowl before it became moldy. Which reminds us that Pasha Ibsha, a has become moldy and has become inedible to a person, but a dog is still able to eat it as it hasn't spoiled completely, is subject to tuma as food the size of a kabeza, 
And if it's truma, it may be burned, even though that it is tahor, together with food, which is tamay on Erev Pesach. Rashi explains that as long as a dog can eat it, it doesn't lose its status of food. And even Rabbi Yossi on Daf Yadad, who holds that one cannot burn tahor truma with tamay truma, would agree here that since it's not fit for humans, one can burn it with the tamay. In the name of Rabbi Nasan, however, they said, it's not subject to tuma as food. He holds that food not fit for human consumption does not become tamay. Daf Membav. So the Simber Daf Membav is a cow-going moo. So here goes. The dough-eater and minion-seeker who rented cows. Cows? That must be more Daf Membav. The dough-eater and minion-seeker who rented cows for a four-meal journey, which reminds us that four meals is the amount of distance that a dough-eater must go to Tovo's customer's tummy kalim. A traveler needs to travel to find a minion and to do the dime and the amount of time for edible skins to be tanned to lose their status of food and adopt me a couple tuma. Now, this is only four meal in front. Traveling in the direction with which one came only requires traveling less than a meal. So the dough eater and minion seeker who rented cows for a four meal journey met someone along the way who couldn't figure out how to separate challah from tamay dough on Pesach. Which reminds us that there's a three-way malchukz on how to separate challah from tamay dough on Pesach. Bake, then separate, or put in cold water, or just set aside since it's no longer the owner's dough, but the collective property of the kohanim. So the dough eater and minion seeker who rented cows for a four-meal journey, met someone along the way who couldn't figure out how to separate challah from tamay dough on Pesach, and didn't know the chacham behind him could have known his designation of challah. Which reminds us that initially the Gemara says that the point of difference between Rabbi Yezer and Rabbi Yeshua in the mission regarding how to separate challah from tamay dough on Pesach is whether they hold tovas hana mamon. But then the Gemara says that perhaps everybody holds tovas hana in a mamon, and the Malchokas is if they hold of hoyo. Rabbi Yezer holds that since he can go to a chacham to annul his designation of challah, it's considered his property even now. And Rabbi Shua does not say hoyo, and therefore it's not considered his property, and therefore he can keep it in his possession. Daf Memzain. So the Simber Daf Memzain is a maze. So here goes. After baking the Lechem Opani Mer of Yantav or Yantav that falls on air of Shabbos, the Gohanim were given ten days in the maze. Maze? That must be more on Daf Memzain. After baking the Lechem Opani Mer of Yantav for Yantav falls on air of Shabbos, the Kohanim were given ten days in the maze before it was eaten, which reminds us, Rabbi asked Rabbi Chisa that if Midr writes that Zarchi Shabbos are done in Yantav, and it's only prohibited Midr Abanan, why does the bacon and the Lechem Apani need to occur Erev Yantav if a Yantav falls in Erev Shabbos? Why does it override the prohibitions of Yantav? As we have a rule that the injunction of the Rabbanan, Ashvus, does not apply in the base of Migdash. Rabbi Chisa answered, Shvus Krova Hitiru Shvus Rechokaloitiru. They permitted a shvus for an immediate purpose, but they didn't permit it for a distant purpose, meaning for the eating of the lechampani on the subsequent Shabbos. Rav Chista points out that Ramesh Mengamiel disagrees with the Tana of the Brisa and holds shvus rechokanami itiru. A shvus is permitted for a distant purpose as well. So after baking the lechampani erv yantav, for a yantav that falls in erv Shabbos, the Kohanim were given ten days in the maze before it was eaten, to find the shtei lechem not made for them, which reminds us where Mari challenged Rav Chista from the first part of the Mishnah, that teaches that the shteel lechem, which are offered on Shavuos, are baked Arab Shavuos. Rav Mari asks that if Tzarchi Shabbos may be prepared on Yantav, the Yomtav Yomtav Mabai, is there any question that one is permitted to prepare for the needs of Yantav on that very Yantav? Yet the Mishnah teaches they must be baked the day before. So the Gemara answers that the lach is different there. Because the puzzle regarding preparing food on Yantav says for you, which teaches that you may prepare food on Yantav only for yourselves, but not for Hashem, meaning the offering. According to Rabbi Shimon Gamli, who said in the name of Rabbi Shimon Asgad, and the baking of the Shteachim does override Yantav, the word of Chem is coming to exclude preparing on Yantav for Nachrim. So after baking the Lechem upon the Yantav, for Yantav falls on Erev Shabbos, the Gohanim were given ten days in the maze before it was eaten to find the Shteachim not made for them, 
resting on top of Daraisa, Muksa wood. Which reminds us, the Rabbah holds that Muksa is a Daraisa based on the Pasuk by Yabi Yomashishi, the Echinu Asher Yaviyu. On the sixth day, they shall prepare what they bring, and its prohibitions from the Pasuk will Sasa Kumalacha, you shall not do any Malach. Rabbah understands that the Pasuk referring to preparation cannot be referring to cooking and baking, since the Torah states elsewhere that they should cook or bake the man. Rather, the Pasuk commands the people to prepare the man by declaring they'll use it on Shabbos. For otherwise, it will be forbidden for use as muksa. Abai goes on to challenge Rabbah. All right, now it's time for a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one. Which topic when the Rebbe Kiva learns Tamki Iker from Geuling Nachrim? That's on Dav? Memdal. Good. Number two. Which topic when the Pata Sheipsha, a moldy loaf that is inedible to human and is truma and is tower, it can be burned with Tamri Truma even according to Rebbe Yossi? That's on Dav? Memhei. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we have in Malchus Rabbi Yehuda in the coming regarding the signs that indicate that dough is either Seor or Siduk? That's on Dav. Memchas. Good. Number four. Which stuff do when the Rabbah learns from the Heichinu Asher Yaviyu that Muxa is a Daraisa? That's on Dav. Memzayin. Good. Number five. Which stuff do we learn that with Batsak Shebesidka Areva that if there's a Kazayas of dough in one place one is Chayim to dispose of it? That's on Dav. Memheg. Good. Number six. Which stuff do we discuss the source that women are prohibited from eating chametz? That's on Duff. Mem Gimel. Good. Number seven. Which stuff does the Gemara say that the Malkus bin Rabbi Yezim reviewed regarding separating chal from Tamei Do on Pesach is whether one holds of Hoyo? That's on Duff. Mem Vav. Good. Number eight. Which stuff when the Rabbi Yezim may not hold like Rabbi of Hoyo regarding baking on Yantav or Chol since there's no reason to anticipate the arrival of uninvited guests? That's on Duff. Memchas. Good. Number nine. Which topic when the reason the Shtei Lechem is baked Erev Shabuas is that we learn from Lechem that one may only prepare food on Yantar for yourselves but not for the offerings. That's on Duff. Memzayin. Good. And number ten. Which topic when if one is traveling is to travel up to four meal to find a minion or for Natilas Yadayim. That's on Duff. Memvav. Excellent. All right. That concludes the Bob Quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur. Wishing you a great day and great learning.